Hi and welcome to Vibrant Christian Church once again. Today we're going to answer a question that we received a lot. Uh, this one, we've been asked it several times. It says, what does the Bible say about identity and inclusion? What a great question, especially at this time in our society. Um, the Bible is very, very clear about our personal identity, and it's very clear about inclusion. So I want to read three primary scriptures, and then we're going to discuss those three points. Um, so the, the first point, well, before we even jump into it, let me just say that the question is not do you know God? The question that many people ask is, does God know me? And that is a, a brilliant question. And a lot of times, even Christians say, I feel like God has forgotten me. Or some would even say, I feel like God has abandoned me. And, and that can't be farther from the truth. And I'll explain to that in this teaching. The first scripture I want to look at is in Isaiah. And it really sets a foundation of where your relationship with God begins and where God's relationship with you began. In Isaiah 49, verses 1 through 3, and it says this, Listen to me, you in distant lands. Pay attention, you who are far away. The Lord called me before my birth. From within the womb, he called me by name. He made my words of judgment as sharp as the sword. He has hidden me in the shadow of his hand. I am like a sharp arrow in his quiver. He said to me, you are my servant Israel, and you will bring me glory. Powerful, powerful scripture there. Not only does God knew, knew the prophet Isaiah, before he was born, but it says that he called him by name in the womb. So whatever your situation is, let me assure you, if you go all the way back to conception, God knew you. God loved you that instant. He knew you would be born before you were born. Think about that. God knew you and knew your name before you were born, while you were still in your mother's womb. The second scripture is Jeremiah 1.5. And this also solidifies that, that teaching, that sound belief that God knows you. Jeremiah 1 5 says 
This is God speaking to Jeremiah. I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart and appointed you as my prophet to the nations. God formed us while we were in our mother's womb. He took all of the things that would make us us. He put his spirit in us. He put the, our soul in us. Our soul is what makes us us. Our character, our dreams, our visions, the way we are, our, our, even our, our, our belief system. Now our belief system grows. It grows by faith. Our, our understanding grows by faith. Wisdom grows by faith. All of that, we have to believe that God knows us, formed us, created us for his glory. Just like it said to Isaiah, you are my servant and you will bring me glory, great glory. Think about that in your own life. Have you searched for your purpose? Have you searched for what is it? What is the reason that you're alive? What is the reason and the plan? And, and what are your goals and aspirations and dreams? Because God put those in you. The Bible says in Psalms 37, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart trust in him commit thy way and he will bring it to pass psalms 37 4 5 6 the other thing i want to bring up is the depths of what god does for us before we're even born you want to talk about identity let me show you what God said to Elizabeth and Zechariah, the parents of John the Baptist. This is in Luke, the first chapter. And it's quite a bit of, of uh, scripture, but I'm only going to read verse 8 through 15. And it says, One day Zechariah was serving God in the temple, for his order was on duty that week. As was the custom of the priest, he was chosen by lot to enter the sanctuary of the Lord and burn incense. While the incense were being burned, a great crowd stood outside praying. While Zechariah was in the sanctuary, an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing to the right of the incense altar. Zechariah was shaken and overwhelmed with fear when he saw him. But the angel said, Don't be afraid, Zechariah. God has heard your prayer. Your wife, Elizabeth, will give you a son, and you are to name him John. You will have great joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth. For he will be great in the eyes of the Lord. He must never touch wine or other alcoholic drink. He will be filled with the Holy Spirit even 
before his birth. So this is this is powerful because Zechariah was a was a priest and there was thousands of priests and they were all put in different orders and once a year they had to take a lot and and choose someone uh, they had to choose the order then they had to choose the person from the order to go in so if you imagine 3,000 or more orders each order has hundreds and hundreds of priests and so the odds of being picked are slim and none and if you didn't get picked you wouldn't have to worry about it for at least another year and once you were picked then you never had to serve again so for this moment in time Zechariah was chosen by God he went in to do his duties now the way the tabernacle was set up is there was a, a, a altar a sacrificial altar as soon as you came in through the gate the first thing was an altar there and they would do a burnt sacrifice and then they would take one of the the other servants in the tabernacle would take the the coals from that altar and bring it in and place them on the altar of sacrifice in the in the holy place separate place beyond the the basin and the lavern and all of this he'd take it in there and he'd place it on the on the altar of sac of of incense then the priest who was designated for that altar of incense would take the incense from the showbread table and place it on the coals and it would create incense and a fragrance that was pleasing to God and that was Zachariah's task for this time in the holy place in the tabernacle in the sanctuary and it says that an angel appeared before him now later we learn that the angel was gabriel powerful archangel and gabriel was sent by god to go give zachariah a message now zachariah was old his wife elizabeth old she was barren and she believed that it was a, a scourge or a disgrace on anyone in that time a woman that has not born children and there was a, a belief that it was somehow a curse or it was just they weren't being blessed by god but that wasn't the case god wanted to do a special blessing for elizabeth and zachariah and the angel told zachariah that at the, at the old age of Elizabeth, she was going to get pregnant. She was going to bear a son. They were going to name his, they were to name their son, John. And John would be a blessing. Many people would rejoice. And that the Holy Spirit 
would go into the womb and fill John with the Holy Spirit, with the presence of God's Spirit, while he was in the womb before he was born. That is a powerful teaching in that God knows our name. He fills us with the Spirit. He can fill us with the Holy Spirit, which is evidence of miracles. And the Bible says the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is in us. So that Spirit is in you. So let's look at three points that we can glean from, from these three scriptures. Number one, God created you and formed you in your mother's womb. Number one, God is the only creator in the universe. So think of that. The God that created the universe created you. He created the universe for our enjoyment and for our inhabitation. He created you for his enjoyment and his inhabitation. That's number one. Number two, your sex and identity were created and selected by God himself. So whatever sex you are, whatever is your identity, wherever you dwell or, or, or what your being is, God chose that. Well, for what reason? Well, he has a reason. He has a plan. He has a purpose for your life. The second point I'd like to say is that God knows you by name and set your calling and purpose before you were even born. In Jeremiah, he said, I called you and appointed you a prophet to the nations before you were even born. John the Baptist was called to be a servant of God before he was even born. Isaiah says, the Lord called me before my birth and he called me by name and he set me as a servant of Israel who would bring glory to God. Think about that. So if God did that for them, the same God does it for us. Did it for me, does it for you. As you're watching there, I know the presence of God is confirming that these are words of truth. They're not some idle words. They're not some words made up. They're biblical truth that God gave us so that we can understand that we've been given an identity, a purpose, a plan, even down to our sex, the infilling of the Holy Spirit, the presence of God, our purpose, even what our parents will be, who our parents will be, all of that was selected by God for His glory. The next thing, and this is probably the most powerful of, of the three notes, the number one thing, God loves you exactly how he made you. God didn't make a mistake. He didn't, he didn't 
make you the way you are so that later someone can tell you you were born the wrong sex. You're, you're not who you're supposed to be. Or so that we can look at ourselves and say, I don't feel like I was born a man. I don't feel like I was born a woman. And so that is deception. Remember, there's only one creator in all the universe, and that's God. God loves you. Let me repeat that. God loves you. Yes, you. Right there, listening to this, the presence of God is coming to you and he's telling you he loves you. What can separate you from that love that God has for you? Romans 8, 35 through 38, the question is, can anything separate us from God's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or persecuted or are hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death? No. Despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loves us. And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death, nor life, neither angels, nor demons, neither our fears for today, nor our worries about tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. Sin came upon man to separate us from God's love and God's plan. But God loves us so much that he said, I'm going to send my only son as a redemption for you. I, I mentioned the altar within the tabernacle where they would sacrifice a cow, unblemished cow, and they would make that sacrifice to God to cover our sins. They would take the blood from the sacrificial cow and they would put it on the four posts, the four corners of that altar. Then they would take the coals and they would bring them into the holy place and they would place it on the uh, altar of incense. And then Zechariah or one of the priests would go in and they would lay incense on that. So the, the sacrificial coals would burn the incense and the incense would go up to heaven. And it says it would be a sweet aroma to God. The presence of that, of the, the, the smell of that sacrifice. Christ replaced that. Christ becomes our sacrifice for our sin. And, and the incense that we give to God is our praise. When we praise God and we thank him for forgiving our sins, when we thank him for sending his son, when we thank him for filling us with the Holy Spirit, when he thanks us for, when we thank him 
for everything that we have and everything that we are and and the victory that we have through Christ that goes up to God just like the incense and God receives that as praise our identity is in Christ first Peter 2 9 through 11 says this it's talking about the world and how the world identifies itself today you can say they're woke or they're they follow the world and that doesn't matter what your political party is people make their own decisions on how they feel that their life is to go when you surrender your life to Christ you give him control over your life you ask him Lord guide me direct me Proverbs says you can ask for wisdom and he'll give it to you it goes on to say when you ask for wisdom ask for understanding so you could say God I, I need to understand where I'm to go what I'm to do and you submit yourself to God I quoted Psalms 37 thought yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart commit yourself and he will bring it to pass first Peter 2 9 through 11 says but you're not like that. You are a chosen people. You're a royal priest, a holy nation, God's very own possession. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God, for he called you out of the darkness into his wonderful light. Once you had no identity as a people, but now you are God's people. Once you received no mercy, but now you've received God's mercy. Dear friends, I warn you as a temporary resident and foreigners to keep away from the world and their desires. They wage war against your very soul. Mm. God made you. And when you ask Christ into your heart, you became God's possession you said God I, I surrender I need Jesus as my Savior I submit my life to you God through your son Jesus Christ and in Christ I have identity in Christ I have mercy in Christ I have grace in Christ I am whole I am complete old things are passing away all things everything about me is becoming new because my identity is new I no longer identify as a worldly sinner I now identify as a redemptive child of the Most High God redeemed by the blood of his son Jesus Christ who sacrificed his life to give me forgiveness of sin and eternal life one final scripture Romans 3:22 says we are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ and this is true for everyone who believes no matter who we are it doesn't matter who you are 
It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter how far away you are from Christ right now. It doesn't matter if you have tried to change your identity. Come back to God. Come back to Christ. Redeem your identity in Christ. You're born a man. Become a man. Again, if that's the case. You're born a woman. Live your life as a woman. That's who God created you. That's what God wanted for you, through you. And he is blessing you to come and share in his identity when it matches who you were born to be with your identity. The other question that I get is what about inclusion? Well, it says here that when you give your heart to Christ, you become his possession and you become his chosen people. It says you're a holy priest and a holy nation. What that means is you become the nation of God's beloved, which is Israel. You become a part of God's chosen people. When it says you're a royal priest, it means you have royalty. God's royalty is in you and through you. And you can be blessed. You can, you can live your life to the fullest of what God has for you. Come back to Christ. Come to Christ. Submit yourself to Him. And watch what He does for you. I want to end with one of my favorite quotes from A.W. Tozer. It says this, anything God has done at any time, he can do now. Anything God has done at any place, he can do here. And anything God has any done for anyone, he can do for you. A.W. Tozer. That means wherever you're at, driving, in your living room, in your bedroom, in your car, wherever you are listening to this, God has a plan for you right now in this place for you. I'm positive of that. Will you surrender? Let me pray. Father, I thank you for Vibrant Church. I thank you for your Holy Spirit. I thank you, Father, for the listener, the viewer. Lord, you created them. You named them, Father. You gave them breath. You gave them life. You reside in them. And Lord, whatever their situation is, whatever their identity is, Lord, I pray that you would take that identity and bring it into Christ. Let Christ's identity go into them. Let them understand that they can be a new creation, a new creature, identity, identified as your chosen people to use, to be used by you for your glory. Lord, thank you for them. Lord, send your Holy Spirit, confirm your word. We give you praise, we give you glory. And we thank you again for our salvation, 
and for the gift of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Lord, thank you. We thank you for the viewer. Viewer, we thank you for tuning in. We'll catch you next time. And remember, God created you. God loves you. And God has a reason and a plan and a purpose for you. Today, for you, right here, right now. God bless you.